Fourth and final hour, Darren Donick Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game, live from Pete and Terry's Tavern right here at Bridgestone Arena. Tonight's the Predators and the Ducks, 7 o'clock puck drop. I'll have pregame for you starting at 6 and everything heard right here on 1025 The Game. You know on Tuesdays at this time we head over to West End and what should be a very, very happy man. Their head coach, Derek Mason, is on the line just after their big win over Missouri, beating a ranked opponent on Saturday, and which uh, certainly grabbed the college football world when that game was completed. Coach, good afternoon. How you doing? Good afternoon, Willie. Darren Chase, man. Good to be on the. Good to be on the radio. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, Derek, our conversation last week, and 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 we talked about. You know, I said, look, we've been talking to you since day one, and you've been in these spots before and you have found a way to, to dig yourself and your team to dig yourself out and finish on a high note and I basically said so how are you going to go about doing that and you laughed and I said look I'm not you know I'm not trying to I'm just saying that's what we've done those are conversations we've had and here we are today a week later and wow you come off a win like that so just kind of take us through when we talked to you this time last week to where we sit today well I, I... I think this team, you know, went about the preparation of, of being intentional. That was the big word of the week. You know, what what do we do? How do we go into, you know, in this game? You know, I mean, you got to change. You got to change what needs to be changed. Uh, there, there were, there, there was, you know, coming out of UNLV, uh, you know, from tackling to, you know, uh, moving the line of scrimmage, uh, uh, consistent offense. You know, getting the ball to Keyshawn, making sure. I mean, that we 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 understood what we needed to do on special teams, and you know, maybe try to try to flip the field position battle. And and just looking at, um, uh, you know, third down. You know, like what can we do on third down to give ourselves a chance? Uh, and and I, and I thought this team, you know, responded the right way. It was a great week of, of practice, and sometimes you can always say that there's a great week, but you know, in in reality. It wasn't just a great week of practice. It was the Friday night preparation and how these guys were really focused and in their element on Saturday as as they put away the things that didn't matter to focus on the things that do. You were obviously very emotional uh, after the game. Did you deliver any different speech? I mean, obviously you went into that game with high emotions. Uh, it showed and boiled over afterwards. Did Was that your message to the team or was it just business as usual and then – when you got the result you were looking for, that's kind of what we saw. Well, I, I think what happens is, is you know, again, nowadays with social media, everybody's got a uh, uh, an answer, you know, to what ails you. And, and you know, I feel like there was a lot of noise, uh, you know, regarding, you know, when our players, coaches, program. Uh, and I wanted I wanted to intentionally take back, you know, in the narrative, you know, about, you know, what we had experienced. Uh, you know, Commodore Nation is a, is a true fan base. Um, you know, when our players, uh, you know, been play, play the game to win, uh, I, and and I thought the energy, you know, that they brought, you know, into the contest, you know, what what what, what was a difference maker? Okay, it built. It started as a a, a one room party and probably you know room one hundred and three and extended to you know uh, the unit to the field uh, to the stadium and and everybody felt that energy. So um, that that's that's how I saw it, and then. You know, the I'm built for it, you know, man, part of it, you know, was more about, you know, man, letting people know, man, that, 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 you know, walking these young men through this Vanderbilt experience is what, is what I'm built for. I understand what this place is, and we just have to be intentional about what we say and what we do in order to find success. 
and that was the message I sent to my team. That was the message I wanted people to know and understand, and that's where we sit today. Yeah, I think that's what we've always enjoyed about our conversations with you is, one, your raw emotion and how you feel, and you're going to tell it like it is, and um, and you, you've been no different whether it's in a big over a big win, uh, whether it's dancing or, you know, saying stuff like, like you did. I mean, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I've always appreciated just uh, you in the, in that moment because that's you being you, and I, I don't think that was any different on Saturday. So with that being said, Coach, I mean, you know, you, you also touched on things because I – brought it up last week on the show that, you know, it's not perfect around you and there's things that need to get better. So you've got a new AD and, and I think we're going to talk to him probably this week, but you talk to him all the time. What is your relationship been like with Malcolm Turner? You know, it, it's been, it's, it's, it's new. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's a, he's a man who understands exactly what he wants to do. Malcolm's been supportive. Uh, he spent time understanding what's behind the curtain, uh, and behind our program and how badly we need resources, you know, to compete in this conference and ultimately win a championship. Uh, I, I think that's the way he sees it. I think I, I, I don't believe that's the way I see it. Um, I believe we both understand that there's um, no better place to get an education than Vanderbilt, no better city to do it in uh, uh, than Nashville. And really, you know, I mean, for me, I, I, I think he believes that I'm the right man for the job. But you know what? I mean, there's expectations on his part, too, of – you know, moving this program forward and, and, and making sure, man, that the leadership, uh, you know, like continues to grow, shows change, and that, and that, and that, you know, like there's truly something to invest in. And so, you know, with that, it's been great to work with Malcolm. Uh, you know, in our conversations, like on the road, as he's been to some games, you know, like has been about, you know, what can we do to make it better? And, you know, I mean, in the midst of a season, I mean, you can't do, uh, man, a ton to make it better. But right now, uh, you know, I've got to do my job. He's doing his job. And what we look to do is have a collaborative uh, experience, man, that makes Vanderbilt better. Derek Mason is with us. And, Coach, uh, just sort of building on that, I, I feel like I, I've heard some talk that Malcolm Turner's come in. He's, he's got a vision of, of more resources, trying to collaborate with everybody on the campus to, to put a plan in motion, identify what needs to get done. How, how much are you encouraged that, as you said, the resources are so important to any team in the SEC that down the road that it, it can be significantly better that, than it is. Well, I, I, in the end, it has to be significantly better than what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, as we've seen, you know, in programs in this conference, whether it's, it's you know, in Missouri, Kentucky, uh, you know, in Georgia's in their, their, their third or fourth phase of a new facility in four years. You know, this is this is not just about facilities, man. It's about the idea of providing, you know, the best student-athlete experience that you can provide. You know, nowadays that's what you're competing against. That's what you're up against. And, and, and that's what you have to recruit against. Um, and, and I believe, man, we're in one of the best cities, like I said, uh, you know, with, with a phenomenal education, you know, here at Vanderbilt University. And we're different. And so, you know, anytime we do anything here at Vanderbilt, it's going to be uniquely Vanderbilt. It's not about, uh, you know, uh, build, building, you know, Taj Mahal's. It's about, you know, doing doing uh, what's best for Vanderbilt and making sure Vanderbilt shines in its own way. And when that, when that opportunity comes, Vanderbilt will never look back because Vanderbilt's going to do it the right way. There's so many things that were impressive about the win on Saturday. I want to ask you about one specifically that I, that I saw that I, I think I can appreciate 
and I think anybody can appreciate it. A guy, Riley Neal, he gets he loses his job, he gets benched. It would have been easy to mentally be somewhere off in the hinterlands. Suddenly he comes in, then he has the tough break of throwing an interception that allows Missouri to get back in the game. I give him a lot of credit for stabilizing and making some key plays on the touchdown drive late and then you know, taking it on in for, to, for a victory there. I thought that showed some pr- pretty good poise, maturity, that type of thing. Riley Neal grew up in this program on Saturday. Um, you, you know, sometimes when you're trying to get to where you need to go, you know, they're, 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 there's going to be stop signs sitting in the way. I mean, you know, to take his, to take his first snap, come in and throw an interception, uh, you know, I mean, he very easily could have could have packed it in. You know, he goes, he tackles the guy, he gives us a chance to play defense. We don't get to stop, but but what you saw, you know, when Riley came back to the sideline, it wasn't like guys were down on him. Guys actually said, "Listen, man, we got this." And when he goes back out on the field, you know, like to compete, you know, man, everybody's with him. His offense, defense, and special teams. It, it, it wasn't like Riley was by himself, and 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 he had to grasp that moment. He had to he had to he had to take a deep breath and say, "Okay, let's ride." And and in doing so, you know, man, I mean, he maneuvered, you know, man, I mean, a couple of great drives. You talk about, you know, um, um, him running for a first down. I mean, I man, he had a quarterback pool where, you know, he runs, and most of the time after, you know, just getting a quarterback. You know, it man been hit and knocked out of a ball game. You know, the, the the inclination would be to slide. He dives, you know, over three guys to get a first down. Then he comes back. He throws the touchdown. Uh, you know, to I I looked up and I'm looking at Cam. You know, man, out in the flat. Man, he throws a dime to Cam. Cam spins and gets it in. And then, you know, to 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 utilize his feet on that third down conversion where he feels pressure. He slides and he's able to. To you know, deliver a ball in the vicinity of Pinkney, and for Pink to do what he does, which is you know, man, make plays when 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 we need them. It was just great to see. Everybody was you know, man, pulling for each other. The energy was great, and the opportunity was one for him to grow on. And and now that's where we sit today. I really saw a defense that looked so energized, flying to the ball, picking up each other, making key plays. What do you think jump started? What what was different this week? You know. The difference was how they took the preparation of practice and transferred it to, to, to game. They were focused before the game, truly focused before the game. I mean, I, it, it looked different. Even in pregame, you watch them in pregame. I mean, they, they put hands on each other. You know, like the defensive line went after the offensive line. And, and, and I think it was the tone setter. I challenged these guys, you know, like to take every opportunity up until game time, okay, to, to, to make sure, man, that you wanted this game to look Okay, the way the, the the way you wanted it to look, you practice hard. Let your pregame, you know, uh, uh, a performance, an opportunity, man, man, to warm yourself up, up, be exactly what you 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 want to take into this game. And they took it from the class to the grass. They took it to 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 the big stage. They took it to the arena where guys have to get in the arena and fight, and they fought. They strained. You know, you 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 saw guys straining on blocks. You saw guys straining to get off tackles. We tackle better because, uh, you know, attitude affected outcome. The guys went into it the right way. When you're going into it the right way, you come out the other side. Uh, you know, in that way, and and it became infectious. It was a 60 minute party. Uh, it never it it the volume kept going up and never turned down. And these guys were the beneficiaries uh, of the hard work. So you know, kudos kudos to these coaches and players. Derek Mason is with us, Vanderbilt head football coach. And, and sticking with the defense, I know uh, Jason Tarver moved to the booth. What did you see from that? What did he see? Do you think that that's, that's something that definitely helped things? I think it did. I, 
you know, I mean, obviously, you know, man, Jason had talked to me, you know, man, uh, about it, and, and I agreed. Um, I think, you know, sometimes calling it – I had to call it downstairs because I'm a head coach. Uh, right. who was taking over defensive coordinator duties, and by NCAA rule, the head coach has to be on the ground. Well, you know, I mean, it, in this, I think, man, you can call a game a much better game from the box uh, just because it's less frantic. You're not dealing with all the bodies around you and everybody you've been speaking to. You, you're just able to lose yourself in the game and what you see. It's pure from up there. And, and I thought JT man, did a masterful job of just playing chess. You know, I mean, he called the right plays at the right time, and he got guys in the right position. And, and, and I think the sideline adjustments uh, were, were, were exactly what we needed, you know, I mean, to have. You know, I mean, Mark Mattioli came down, um, and he did exactly, you know, like what JT, you know, I mean, talked about in terms of the adjustments. And everybody got done what they needed to get done in terms of rotations and getting, you know, best, best and fresh players on the field. So, I mean – Again, it it's a step in the right direction. You know, we're we're not a we're not a new team overnight. We're just a team, man, who's working who's working to get better and that work was good enough to win that game, but now now what we gotta do is continue to fix the issues uh that that that, that we can fix in order to get ready for South Carolina. You spoke on your quarterbacks a little bit earlier and uh w- when did you know that you were gonna go with Mo Hassan? And and look, coach, to be I, I asked you about Deuce Wallace and Riley Neal last week he didn't mention Mo Hassan, so I thought we were cool. I thought you'd tell me, but but that, <laughs> yeah, that's nope, fine. Sometimes you got to keep it close <laughs> to the best, right? You found out the hard way. I did. No, you I know, did. But when did you know that you were going to make a change? You know, first of all, you know, sorry, you know, sorry, not sorry. I mean, I wish I could have told you, but I knew, I knew, you know, uh, at 2 a.m., you know, my Sunday morning, uh, you know, I couldn't sleep. Uh, felt felt like coming out out of that game, and we needed we needed a, a a change. We needed we needed a different personality back there. And you know, man, we talked to Jerry about it on Sunday uh, Sunday practice. Uh, you know, the change was made, and we never looked back. Uh, you know, Mo was going to be the number one. Uh, felt like Riley could be the number two, and and, and Deuce was going to be the number three. And that's sort of the way we 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 practice all week. And you know, I mean, sometimes as a coach, man, you got an intuition. But I mean, I've seen uh, I've, I've seen Mo compete. Uh, man, he's the same dude every day. These dudes sort of jumped on his back because, um, and he went after our defense in practice. And I think that 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 really you know solidified in my mind exactly what I felt. So what are you going to do? You got an off week coming off the big win. What uh, what are you going to do besides the boring football stuff? Anything fun? You got to recruit. Boring. What do you got to do? Nothing's worrying about football. I mean, this is a <laughs> – No, this, I know. This is, I know that. This is a DYJ week. This is a do-your-job week. <laughs> uh, and we, we've got – we've got we, – we, we, we had practice today. We've got practice tomorrow, and then our guys will have a little time off. But, um, you know, with with time to have longer individual periods in practice, uh, work on the fundamentals, um, you know, in detail, you know, the, the – the, the, the greater parts of what we need to be doing and and, and where we want to go, that's what these two practices are about. Um, and it's where our kids need to go. They'll get a quick break, and then uh, Sunday, man, we'll be right back on South Carolina. But uh, you know, in between, I'm going to leave on Thursday. I, I got to you know, man, hit some local schools and then get on the road. Uh, I'm going I'm to head to Texas for a little bit to you know do a little recruiting. So I'll be in Texas Thursday, Friday, and then uh, you know, man, back on Saturday so we can get to work. Golly. That was such a business answer. I mean, I was looking for, like, you're going to pick out a new suit or a new vest or some new shoes or 
something. But I, you know, I guess it's it's football. It's, hey, it's work time. Dyj. Okay. Dyj. Let's do it, fellas. Hey, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Great job. Uh, nice win over Missouri, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Back there Thank on you, Darren, Donnie, and Chase. All right, that is Derek Mason, Vanderbilt head We're live here at Pete Terry's Tavern. More of Darren, Taking Donnie, in a little Chase. lunch here. On the other side, really ESPN, good food. If you're looking for a good lunch spot, this is your place, especially when we're here on game day. Burger and a beer for $12.50. Good stuff from Derek Mason, Vanderbilt head football coach. Coming off their win, a win that, quite honestly, other than Chris Sanders, <laughs> and we'll find out on Thursday if he really believes I mean, it or not. Honestly, that is an unbelievable pick by Chris Sanders. That that is that has thrown a big lightning bolt into our competition. But at the same time, it illustrates, Darren, what we were just talking about during the break. I've been watching Vanderbilt football for a long time. We're talking about, I hesitate to say, but thir- about basically, I've been watching for about 30 years yeah. of Vanderbilt football pretty much every week so have in, I. in some form or fashion, right? I don't know that I have ever seen a more out-of-nowhere win than I saw on, on Saturday. It's a ranked team that's playing well, that had no reason. I, you know, may, maybe they were ripe to get beat a little bit. I think it's in retrospect, sure. Missouri probably came in thinking this will be an easy one. And Vanderbilt pounced all over them. But the way they did it, just stop after stop after stop on defense against a, an offense that's been racking up big yards and points. The character to lose the lead and then get it back with a big touchdown drive. The ability to run the clock out, basically overpower them and milk the last six minutes where Missouri never got the ball back, where everybody would get nervous and tight and say, okay, here comes Kelly Bryant for the last drive. They just beat them. Right. It was it was a just a very impressive win. But it has everybody who follows the program probably saying, now, where the heck has that been? Like, how does this happen where you could look that poor the week before, and really the last two weeks before, because the two critical games that was hinging, and we said it all the way leading up, Ole Miss, and then the given was UNLV, right? And they not only lost both, but catastrophically lost yep. both. So the pressure, the, the, the issues that I was hearing about after the UNLV game, and I was on the road, right? I was, I was not here, but I was hearing a lot of, like, real – pressure not just the noise from twitter or from the fans but like hey they are really having discussions here this is extreme what is going on could this be the end because you have the new athletic director yeah everybody because but i I think it was actually real i think there were some real discussions like what is going on that's what i'm saying i told you what is the right move here i said you had to throw your hands up after the unlv hey you know you're you're hearing this stuff We've talked to you before when this stuff has been going on. Okay, how you, you've you dug out before. How are you going to dig out now? Right. Yeah. I mean. You did. Right? That I mean, that's literally question. how we started the, the conversation last week. And so I, I give him all kinds of credit because I, I just was not expecting that kind of turnaround. And I don't, I don't think any of the most optimistic Vanderbilt fans suspected that kind of What do you make of, of his, his emotional, basically emotional speech on the field he then carried it over and maybe expounded on a little bit more in the, the post game press conference. I mean, he clearly had an objective. Max, do we have that? You played it earlier. Do to, we have his press conference? To, you know, to say what he did, and, and it's what's strange is the segment before we had him on last week, because Chase even said to me, 
during the break. I'll just peel the curtain back a little bit. He said, wow. In fact, Max even chimed in, too, and said it. Like, wow, I can't. I, I took about 10 minutes and went on a little soapbox and, and defended Derek Mason and said, who's kidding who? What, what, do you, what does everybody expect? He's completed yeah. five seasons. He's gone to two bowl games. And, and there has got been a lick of improvements got, in the in the Well, as I was say, the people him. above him sit on their hands. Yeah. All the decision makers don't do anything. They don't lift a finger to do anything. Well, what do you think you're getting? I mean, honestly, what he wants to be there. Right. He, he loves the place. Absolutely. What, what, like, what do you I, – I get it. I, and I even said this, right? I go, because you weren't here. That's the only reason yeah. I'm saying this. And people who listened didn't hear it. I said, I get it. The UNLV loss is a horrific loss. I get that. But Georgia and LSU and at Purdue, I mean, what, at Ole Miss, I mean, how many wins in there did you think they really had at this point? So what do you think re- is realistic? Well, I, I think he, I think the emotion that you heard from Derek Mason on Saturday after the game was a reflection of how much he was aware of the crisis that had gone on in the, in the last week. I mean, he knew it was at a crisis point. I think he could feel the heat. He knows that it's a new athletic director. Right. He knows that new athletic director did what he did to the basketball program. Sure. I think he would like to make a similar stamp on the football program. And Derek Mason has got to prove that he is the right guy and, and is going to get a chance to see what he's been harping on for a while. He's been nice about it, right? Yeah. He has not been Mr. You know, get on a stump somewhere and start yelling and screaming, I got to have more. No, he hasn't complained about it, but he has shots. made it, and he said it again today. Yep. We have to have more. Yes. Right? These are the teams where we, we want to make this the best college remember, experience we can. He made a for point in the Kentucky game last year when Kentucky was having their air quotes yes. special football season. Right. No question. He made a point to say, well, what? why is everybody surprised? They're putting money into their yeah. program, they're backing it up. Right. He's, and like you said, through all that, he wants to be here. I think that means a lot. I think the players really do like him, but it was getting tough, right? It was getting tough to continue to buy in when they'd had no success at all. That's why I thought it was remarkable how they played and turned it around for one game. Right now, we've got to see gotta do it again, if they but... can keep doing it down the stretch because I don't think he's out of the woods, right? I still think there will be an evaluation at the end of the season based on what happens from here until the end. It would certainly help to make a run even if they fall short five wins is better than four wins four wins is better than three wins like how do the last games go and how do they look right how do they look yeah, right. is mo hassan a real option going forward of course he's not a true freshman right he's a junior yeah but he did give him a little bit of life now is he it was that just catching the team off by surprise now there's going to be some film right i don't know i mean i think that these are fair questions here can they pull the rabbit out of the hat again they've got some south carolina and florida are going to be they're going to be significant underdogs in both of those games on the road. Then you got Kentucky and Tennessee, teams that you know they have to beat if the if the record's going to look good at all, right? Yeah, for sure. I, and I think my takeaway from not only his comments after the game, but the interview he just did with us is, I just don't think people realize how hard this job actually is. When you, how could they not? When you, well, because I, I just, because they just people, think, they just think it's because SEC. they have been winning more. They have been winning more. Right. Everybody takes the three years that have. James Franklin was but here and goes, well, that, oh, there, right. there you they go. It, it can be done. It's like that three-year window. That's really it. it they they, no, they haven't been. But even Derek Mason, to, to me, I think that he has been winning more because I watched 10, 15 straight years of 
if you won four, oh my gosh, they won four. Right. You know, it was belief. It was starting to become a true belief that you could not get Vanderbilt to a bowl game. And as you said, and then Bobby they Johnson haven't won it. like James Franklin won, but they've been to two bowl games in that, five that, years. Yeah. That's in five years. To that, two and that, five. They, and, oh, and by the way, they beat the Tennessee three times, three in a row. Yeah, three straight times. Right. Uh, and one of them when Tennessee was ranked. So it's not like well, ten, uh, right. Tennessee's been down. Well, they were ranked. Doesn't matter. A nine-win Tennessee team. The one time they beat them. Now the last couple of years, Tennessee's been sort of a mess. But Vanderbilt has not only beat them but crushed them the last two years, annihilated them the last two years. So that that means something. But it that does. being said, the expectation level has gone up from the Vanderbilt fans, right? You got Keyshawn Vaughn, you got Lipscomb, you got uh, you know Pinkney. Well, the expectations so above him hasn't gone up because if you don't lift a finger and you sit on your right. hands, but the fans that hasn't stopped the fans from thinking, hey, you know what? But you don't get you to, should be good. But you don't get to demand more and have the people that make decisions do nothing. But like, you, you don't, don't know get what to Malcolm, demand more. You don't know because none of us know yet what Malcolm Turner plans to do. No, if if he is coming in here to change this and to change the narrative, then. Okay, and I feel like he is. That's something Max and I were talking about earlier when you guys were downstairs. Like, I think this guy is evaluating. He's talking to people behind the scenes. He's doing some stuff in front, you know, where it's public. But I think he really is trying to change the narrative because, bottom line, this is an SEC team. They're in the SEC. they got to start acting like it. And it's the hardest job in the SEC. Yes. And it's one of the hardest jobs in the country. Hands down. That's my point. And you – that's what the speech was on Saturday. That's what he was saying to us just now. I don't think people realize, we do, but I don't think some people realize just how hard this job is. All right, we'll come back. More of Darren, Donick, and Chase on the other side on this Tuesday afternoon here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Everybody thinks they want this job. Everybody thinks they want this job. But I can tell you for sure, that I'm one of maybe a few men in this country that's built for this job. The way it sits today. Man, I love this team. I love Vanderbilt. I'm a Commodore through and through. But the, the, you, you, can, you can question me about decision-making, man, man, but don't question me about being a Commodore. I think what happens is, is you know, again, nowadays with social media, everybody's got a, uh, uh, an answer, you know, to what ails you. And, and you know, I, mean, I feel like there was a lot of noise. Uh, you know, regarding you know, when our players, coaches, program, uh, and I wanted, I wanted to intentionally take back, you know, in the narrative, you know, about you know, what we had experienced. So that was Derek Mason after the win over Missouri on Saturday, his postgame presser, and then that was Derek Mason with us here to kick off this hour. Clay is on the line. Clay wants to weigh in. Clay, what's up? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. I agree with everything you all just said. Um, I'm going to mention something else that I think is very important uh, going forward. You know, Vanderbilt's located in Nashville, maybe the fastest-growing city in America right now with potentially 100 people a day, so I hear moving here. and Somebody, whoever that is, over marketing, whatever, they've got to get out in this, in this community and make some of these new people moving to Nashville Vanderbilt fans. I think that's really key, too. Um, I do think that Malcolm is going to do something about the stadium. I do think there's going to be a commitment to football. I agree with everything y'all said, that the Board of Trust is 
for years been sitting around twiddling their thumbs, not giving a crap about the football team. But I'll tell you this, um, Derek Mason loves Vanderbilt University, and I think that's important. I think he would – if Vanderbilt wants him to be their coach for a long time, Derek Mason wants to be their coach for a long time. I still think he's done a solid job you know, with what he's had to deal with and the lack of commitment. Um, but I think it's really cool, you know, that we have a coach that really cares about the university, cares about the fans, loves Nashville, wants to be here for a long time. Thank you, Clay. Uh, well said. Look, I understand it's still a results business, but I go back to what I said before. Five full seasons, two bowl appearances. Yeah, they haven't won a bowl game, but he's been to two. They've beaten, we just talked about Tennessee. If you have people above you, I mean, if you have ever listened to this show more than five minutes, and you have heard me say, if you do not have bosses that support you and do stuff to help you in what you do, pick whatever, radio, television, whatever you do out there in radio land, I got news for you. More times than not, most of you are going to fail, or you're going to have a ceiling of how far you can actually take all the strengths that you bring to the table, and no matter what you do. But if you have bosses that don't support you and help you in what you do to achieve certain things, more times than not, you have a certain growth chart, and that's as far as you can take it, period. No matter what everybody else thinks you should do, it just doesn't work that way. The successful people and organizations, it is a team effort, and it's about the the decision-makers helping everyone, helping you, helping all your coworkers at what you do achieve certain things. But if you don't have help, forget about it, okay? Right. Give me a break. There may be an isolated incident or example here and there of people that just can just somehow magically do things on their own, and they don't need help from anybody at the top, and good for you. But especially in a, business, a huge business like college football, in a highly competitive business like college football, especially in the SEC, if you have no help, who's kidding who? And by the way, anybody you think is equipped to do a better job, they're not coming. So, great. You think the person that can do better than Derek Mason is out there? Well, good. There may be, but he ain't coming here. Right. <laughs> not under these circumstances. So you can have a wish list all you want, but if you got people up at the top and in marketing and everything that we've talked about on this show that aren't lifting their finger to do anything, guess what? That right. big candidate you think that's going to do better isn't even going to give whatever we think about our fine city, which right. we love. They're not coming here. I, I get all of that. I agree with all of that. That being said, they have not, up until this past week, looked like the type of football team that they were even last year, the year before, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. it had dipped so low. They were so uncompetitive the last couple of weeks. It was so disappointing. It's easier for me to say this now because they just played a really good game. But they've got to play. When you have, because if things are going to rise and fall. When you have Keyshawn Vaughn and Jared Pinckney and Kalijah Lipscomb, who are talented players right. who are going to play in the NFL and, we went and it the, looks as bad as it did Willie people we are going to the first game of the season with the big three 
Yeah. First game of the season with the big three coming off right. a bowl season, and Chase and I sat in the stands, and it was ninety percent Georgia fans. Right. Well, okay, but I that's not that is that, that has nothing to do with their play because they hadn't I even know. played. But okay, that's but an administration still, and a marketing. That's a problem that has that, to be that, fixed. That's a problem, and you got ninety percent of the opposition. I just said, I just got to say, I agree with all of that. But take that aside. The play on the field has been well below expectations for their expectations until Saturday. Now, I'm not saying they're going to play as well as that every week, but those three guys, they, that is, those guys are special players. You've got to get more out of those guys. That, how can you put that to the side, though? When These we are the guys. There and in your home stadium to begin a season, coming off a bowl year. You're missing my point. You hear Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs it stinks in your stadium. It stinks, but it's been like that for twenty years. This is no, the extreme. I, yes, it well, has. I've been going to the game for twenty years, and it's, I'm telling you, look at the outside of the Tennessee game, and maybe, maybe a Kentucky game. Maybe there has never been anything like what we witnessed. But it's been kickoff. But it's season. been similar. It's been, never been that extreme. But there's all that's always been an issue. When James Franklin was here, it was like that. I understand. There was a lot not of fans that, from the other team. Level, not but, to that level. Not but to what that level, James... but who cares? It's, it's a deal. It's, it is, it is the job. It is the job right now. Well, Derek Mason cares. That's right. I know who cares. I care. care. I care, too. But it's not going to fi- get fixed overnight. That is going to be part of the job, is dealing with that for the foreseeable future. There's a lot of fans in the SEC. They like coming to Nashville. They're going to keep coming. So you got to do the best you can. And he was battling. They had fallen down a notch. So all I'm saying is it was fair right. to be hammering them after they lose to UNLV. That's a fair criticism. Otherwise, if they didn't care about that, who, who, then, they, then they truly have an apathy problem. Yeah. Okay, So that was a tremendous save. So now the key is to build on it and keep the expectation level where it has been the last few years. And then it's a lot easier to say, all right, now help me get to the next level. Give me some help. Because that's, that's true regardless. Even if they won seven games this year, everything you said about the program is 100% true. They've got to fix this stuff. And I think Malcolm Turner has been here long enough that he is identified And it's more that. than the stadium. It's more than oh, it's just, everything. The stadium is a big it's part everything. of it. Facilities, but it's the all facilities, that stuff. Everything. Which, you know, Franklin helped with the indoor yeah. facility. They got that. But it's all of that stuff that has to come together because then you can recruit better players, get them here, and that's going to help the product on the field. So – Everything both of you have said, I mean, I agree with it. All ties together. That's where the help has to come from, and hopefully Malcolm Turner's starting to do that. Tim, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. First of all, I'd like to say I want to use one of Derek's uh, quotes that he does all the time. Let's don't talk about it. Let's be about it. And after the way he showed, you know, what he did his press conference after the game, if this team that played Missouri had played this way all year, we would be probably five and two instead of two and five. You can't tell me that coaching, if we'd have played the way we did against Missouri, there's no way UNLV would have beat us. There's no way Ole Miss would have beat us. It's a coaching problem. Yes, the administration has had issues. Yes, Turner is working on this. The man's only been on the job since February. You can't build new stadiums and do all this in five months, six months. You don't think he's not working on it? Look at the look at the staff he's let. Stackhouse hire. They've got more people working for basketball than they've ever had working over there. His hire. That's, fair. that's his hire. I mean, yeah, I expected 
Stackhouse to get whatever he wanted. That's his hire. That's exactly. his guy. But, but Turner but has a basketball background, too. So well, exactly. I want to see it with and, football. But you're, set, you're sitting here looking, too. Derek Mason is in his six years. How many winning seasons has he had? We know the answer. Zero. He hasn't had one. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's and, different. And like if, 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 I, if I win, if, if I get to the wild card game in the NFL with my record is 8-8, eight and eight, and I lose, and lose the wild card game. I don't. My record is not eight and nine. My record is eight and eight. So, it, in a true sense, six and six going to a two, bowl game two is different than seasons, yeah. Overall you gotta, record. He's he gone to two bowl record. games. That's a little different. Overall record, he has a losing record. Gotcha. Right, and they and, stuck. And so you, he he, so and he he inherited an awful so team you the think first couple the years. The great coaches that are coming here to turn it around are whom again? I didn't hear your list. I, did I, hey. I'm, would it, did you think James Franklin would come in here and win what he did when he got here? Right. But did you think you're going to hit gold twice in a decade? J- you got another James Franklin coming in. So, the, so it's going to happen twice. Got, you think what we've got is the best we can get. If that's the case, to shut it down. I, so I'm, I, well, I, 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 here's I'm going to meet Derek halfway between you and him, Derek, because – I think they've, they've got to play well down the stretch. He is not out of the woods. I think there will be some that. major decisions that will be made at the end of the season. I think they decided, let's see what happens the rest of the season, and then let's see where to go. Because I do think Malcolm Turner is coming in, doing his evaluation. I think rightfully so. He said, let's give it the full season and then decide. But my Remember, he just is, signed an extension it, as well, which was take, a David Williams extension right. and not a Malcolm Turner yes. extension. Well, and and if it takes him to get a little heat to get the team to play the way he did, what's that say about him? This gotcha. was a different team last weekend than we've seen since Derek Mason. No, been there no one's going to argue. No one's going to argue. But that's that, why it's sure. important. Thank what you, happens from here on? Right. Yep. We'll come back and we will wrap up Tuesday's edition of Darren Donick and Chase next. It looks like the numbers are certainly popping off the page for Ryan Ellis, but the way he's moving looks like he's found another gear he just looks great out there doing everything that we know he can do yeah absolutely i think uh, ryan you know was a little bit uh, injured uh, last year not to the point that he couldn't play but i think a, a healthy summer and changing up his routine a, a little bit uh, has allowed him to you know regain his confidence and thus regain his i'd say his jump his, his speed and uh, i mean i don't think we've had a better player than ryan ellis David Poyle, his weekly chat with us. Remember, that's every Tuesday at 11.15, talking about Ryan Ellis's play, which has been spectacular. We're going to talk about a little bit about tonight's matchup before we get out of here on this Tuesday. We did want to pass along another NFL trade. Earlier, Mohamed Sanu was dealt from the Falcons to the Patriots for a second-round pick. This has been out there swirling. He got hurt very early in the Titans game. Denver has dealt wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders and a 2025th round pick to the 49ers. Ooh. San Francisco gives them a third and a fourth round pick in the 2020 draft. So Sanu to the Patriots, Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers. So I wanted to pass Ooh, that along. 49ers loading up. Loading up. They're going hey, for it. They got a good team. They're undefeated, man. This is opportunity yeah. knocks. Well, you're talking about us. We talked about some of the slop fest in college football. How about oh, that man. slop fest oh, boy, yeah. in Washington? <laughs> my, my eight-year-old the weather was or the team or both of the 49ers doing water slides yeah. after <laughs> after big plays. Yeah, he was like, "Man, that looks like fun." Yeah, that was funny. 
So what are we expecting tonight? The Ducks in town. Obviously, it's not the same Ducks we've been accustomed to over the years. They're, they're in a transition. They still have a lot of names, though. Like, you'll, you'll recognize, I mean, Getzlaff is still there. You're pretty familiar with Ricard Raquel at this point, I'm sure. Jacob Silverberg is still there. They've still got Cam Fowler. John and Gibson. John Gibson. and Hamp- Now, Gibson has been special so far. They're 6-3. and three. Nobody had them in the playoffs. Let's just... You can look down, find me a, a, a prediction that had him in the playoffs. I, I, I would like to see it. It's very, if you can, that's, you get a prize. And yet they're 6-3. and three. Their goalie is playing outstanding. Their identity is a little different. I think they're trying to play a little different. Not as maybe nasty. You know, Perry's not in there. Kessler's not in there. So I'm curious to see what it looks like. Kessler's tonight. out for the year, right? Yeah, he can't play. I don't. I don't know that he's ever going to play again. He, right. He's got a hip issue that has kept him from being himself now for a good while. He tried to play through it, but I think it's one of those. I can't really retire because I'm still under contract, and right. there's insurance and there's salary cap stuff. So that's the thing about these long-term huh. contracts. At some point, physically, like he's unable to do it. Like Mark Savard. That was, yeah, Mark Savard, Chris yeah. Pronger, some of those kind of things. I think he's in that category so to speak. And then Corey Perry has moved on to, to Dallas, so you won't see him. Yep. But they got a new coach. Um, but also from the Predators' standpoint, can they build on the balance? I thought they played much better defensively on Saturday. They didn't it, give up all kinds of odd man rushes. They weren't as reckless with the puck. But they got to start burying the chances, right? Let, let's see against a very good defensive team, can they find shooting angles? Because the Ducks do the same kind of thing. They'll, they'll block shots, they'll dive, they'll put their goalie in a good position. By the way, the 49ers, they don't have a second, third, or fourth round pick huh. in next mm. year's draft. Nice. Better win now. <laughs> Hope this works that should out. Work well. Hey, they'll, be, uh, they'll have lots to do during the draft. They can check their Twitter account. Talk to, or, talk to Mike Ditka, see how that yeah. worked out. No, don't have a second, <laughs> third, or fourth round pick in next year's draft. Well, okay. That'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back at it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We look forward to talking to you then. Stay tuned. Jared and the GM, that's next.